different gravy not just another sheffield wednesday podcast i'm one of the hosts richard miller and my co-host safe in the knowledge that there's another podcast recording penciled in for a couple of days time is planning on barely even turning up for this one dr luke gladall how are you doing today hey i'm good oh that that's a that's a pertinent intro Ah, what does it matter? We've got another go in a few days' time, eh? What does it Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, hopefully it won't come across too much in my voice, but uh, having having dodged and weaved and uh, avoided the dreaded vid for two years or more, I've, uh, I, I, did, I did test positive on, on Tuesday. So uh, not the worst of cases, but it, it's a bit in my nose. It's a bit in my throat. Uh I might have to might have to hit mute and cough occasionally, but uh, just sort of flagging that up at this intro. But you, you, you're you're all right, Luke. You're you're free from viral load, as far as you're aware. As far as I'm aware, yeah. Just I'm a, I'm a bit sniffy as well. Going to be honest, but uh, no no second dose of COVID for Luke Laddle as, oh. as 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 it stands. I've got to say, not to not to blow my own trumpet, but toot toot. Mm. One of the biggest, boldest lines I've ever seen on one of those tests. Really, I was come on Tuesday. I was choking up a big, fat elephant leg of uh, of vid of viral load. It was uh, it was something else. Not not one of your little thin. Oh, is that is that is that positive or not? No, poof, positive. That's what that's what's coming across loud and clear. In in a recent week, where I think I learned that uh, Conor McGregor proclaimed himself to be the strongest vertical puncher. Uh, Rich has come in and said he's got the got the strongest line recognized on a, uh, a lateral flow test. Got, so strange, thickest, strange claims all around. Thickest, chunkiest viral load going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in true different gravy fashion, should we? Uh, we should we move there. on to some we more questionable or less questionable stuff? <laughs> Let's do that. Breaking hoo-hoos. That's a bit, a bit weedy, that. But there we go. That's good. that's that's where we're at. You can fix in post. Yeah, right. or, or not bother and just put it in like this. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> as we said, you know, we've got another go in a couple of days' time. So who who gives a fig? Um, <laughs> but in terms of not not a heavy news week, I think we we've all. We've all had a little question in our minds uh, throughout the week, having seen him go off injured as to will will Barry Bannon make it? Will he? Uh, how injured was he? Is uh, is there are there mind games at play? Um, and that has sort of added up to uh, a round of where 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 is Bazzy on uh, <laughs> on the training ground photos yeah, sure. as. Uh, we intrepidly scour the scenes of uh, Lee Gregory on a beach, um, Sam Hutchinson in a deck chair. Uh, is there a little ginger terrier in the background? No, the, no, there's not. No, keep keep looking. You will still not find Barry Bannon. Uh, so, just in terms of that, we we know he made it to the squad. Do you think that was a do you think that was a good move from the club not to have him included on the training ground videos? 
or, 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 or uh, images and things like that keep keep Sunderland on their toes. I thought it's hilarious, like people coming out and saying, "Oh, we're playing mind games." Mm. I'm like, I don't know, I don't know, not really. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if Darren, Darren Moore doesn't seem too concerned with mind games. No, uh, which I think is a nice thing about the gentleman, personally. But I, 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 I mean, it kept us all guessing. It did. Uh, maybe, maybe it kept Sunderland a little bit guessing, you know. Um, but who knows? It, it, I don't know. It didn't seem to. I don't know if that really makes any difference. No, no. Um, yeah, well, we don't want to step on the toes of the uh, the match coverage too much, but yeah, it wasn't uh, it wasn't a hugely impactful uh, evening for for we bars. Um, the other thing, just to note, in in terms of the kind of social media side of things, uh, there is a video of Lee Gregory sat having a massive cup of tea, watching his goals pack in. In a very kind of, um, I don't know, what would you describe? I don't want to say lacklustre, but he's not hes not giving it much on fizzy. <laughs> yeah, and I also want to say lack of days call, but again, I don't lack really want to step on, I don't really want to step on the toes of the match recovering a bit later. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, so just... nonplussed, matter of fact. Yeah, he's very casually just watching going, oh yeah, that one, scored that one, that was a good one. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> he did. Uh, I think his the the effort against MK Dons. He said is the uh, the furthest out he's ever scored a goal from. So that was interesting because he scored a couple from distance for us. That similar sort of distance. He's he's actually looked quite dangerous in terms of having early flash strikes. Maybe not the best quality of strike, but catching out a goalkeeper. Um, the only thing just to to note as well in passing. Um, feeds into the game itself uh no but only one of the assists came from johnson and the fair old few came from jack hunt who he described as his hot tub buddy um and i Mm. would i would like to explore that at some point in another video hunt and hunt and gregor's in the hot tub presumably having nice big cups of tea nice big cups of tea some bants bants and pg tips in the hot tub. Yeah. Perhaps. That was funny because that was, um, I think, the Wednesday week noticed um, who is this hot tub. They, they asked that question, who is this hot tub buddy, the yeah. other week after he scored the hat trick because that right. was signed on his uh, match ball. Uh, you know, I love the, uh, you know, we, we all do the kind of zoom in. The, yes, uh, yes. You know, we can't quite do it to the sheer level of um, Blade Runner style. <laughs> you know, we're, not, we're not at that level of... Uh, Spin it round. Spin it round, yeah, exactly. Um, so they're th- they're asking that, but it's it's also another time we've had some fun comments on a, a hat trick ball, probably yeah. since uh, Jordan Rhodes scored his hat trick, yeah, and uh, Massimo Longo proclaims to be the Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> or was he calling him the Undertaker? Can't remember. They're coming back and being back from the dead. I think that was it. Yeah, because yeah. the Undertaker's big thing is he looks like he's a like done and then he just sort of ominously sits up um the 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 reveal of the video as it as it stands is that he's drinking out of his own lee gregory he's our number nine mug which presumably is a bit of merch you can now get in the club shop which is quite nimble work from uh the commercial department if they've already got a mug on sale because that's not been the chant for that long or certainly not been in the zeitgeist for that long so 
you know, good on them. Good on them. Mm. We may be okay. losing half a million. That's another bit of news we should have covered, really. The accounts mm. are <laughs> True. We're losing lots of money, but maybe not as much as money as other people and maybe not as much money as before. But yeah, half a million to the tune of half a million a week, isn't it? Is uh is what the uh the club is leaking. This particular boat is is leaking. Uh but maybe they're gonna vote all the all the FFP stuff down because of COVID or give themselves lots of lots of leeway and Well it was uh wasn't there a fun thing of saying that I think clubs could claim for Basically, kind of a write-off for kind of three seasons of about was it something like five million a season or something along those okay. lines, or two and a half million a season. Okay. And it's also a really fun moment with uh, somebody in in the comments completely misunderstanding that, saying teams can get this much money back, and it's like, no, you can no. you can allow that. You can dope the, your accounts to. You that can dope effect. your accounts to cover that. You don't get the free monies. <laughs> free monies. Uh, so should we should we do this? Should we dive in? Yeah, yeah, we really should, shouldn't we, Rich? This because that's why we do the podcast to talk about these things. It's what we love to do: talk about this football team. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if you know this, Luke. They didn't mention it on mm-hmm. Sky, which is strange. But a record attendance for a semi-final playoff. Yeah, yeah. And then I think over the two legs, it's probably going to beat the. Uh, Beat the whole record, isn't it, in the EFL playoffs? Because huh? it's something like, I think, something like 73,000 or something. Yeah, I, think, I mean, I think they were claiming 40-something, 40 43 or so yesterday. I'm just trying to see an actual figure now, which is annoying. Don't seem to be, I don't seem to be able to call it up immediately, which is not very nice. Um, I'll, yeah, anyway, I'll, uh, I'll have a look. But I think they were talking about 43,000 or thereabouts. 43,000, and then probably with a sell at Hillsborough as well, because Hillsborough sold out yeah. as well. Um, yeah, it's looking like for the entirety of that is it's going to be a record attendance across the two semis, pretty, I think. Pretty splendid stuff. Two mm-hmm. very well-supported teams. Um, probably teams that would feel they're, yeah, they're, they're maybe a bit a bit beyond this uh, this league itself. Uh so yeah, um, it's a rip roaring atmosphere. Uh, Barry Bannon made it. He made it. Uh, there was clips of him bounding down the stairs uh, early doors uh, when the when the team arrived. Um, and the big team news, really, outside of Bannon making it, was uh, Harley Dean mm. got the nod in the middle of the defence and. Um, I think probably the biggest call and one that we're probably going to talk about in detail, <laughs> maybe several times. Mm. Um, Jack Hunt dropped for Liam Palmer at right wing back. Uh, yeah. So, uh, which I can understand the thinking behind it. Liam Palmer's not played much right wing back this season at all. No. Uh, it, it's been more, well, it's been mostly Hunt's job and it's been. And then alt- alt- he's alternated with generally a more attacking option. He's been the he's been the defensive one of the of the duo, and then it's been Mendes Lang or um, Theo Corbino bef- before Mendes Lang really sort of established himself. So yeah, it's not it's not been somewhere we've seen Palmer play that much. Um, and the last time he played there, didn't have the best of games. Uh, so an interesting choice 
but I think probably is the best defender out of all the options we have have there. So yeah, it kicked off. My first note was um, three minutes in. Charming in Netflix, but dirty on a Friday night. Uh, Luke O'Neill rattles into Bannon at the first opportunity and gives away a foul. Uh, they, they were clearly ready to just see how how uh, vulnerable Bannon might might be <laughs> in the early yeah. going, um, yeah. and and made no bones about it. O'Neill, I think, is one of those sort of players that does. It's a bit. It's a. There's a lot of needle. There's a bit of uh, bite to his play, and. Uh, as at, at the very first time of asking, he he battered into to Bannon, and mm. on another day could have easily got a yellow card for it. I mean, it was a pretty blatant <laughs> foul. Um, but yeah, it did make me laugh because he was someone that we liked. We liked it. We found him a um, a rather charming fellow in the in the documentary, the Netflix doc. Um, mm. And Gregory, we did we did manage to get the ball to Gregory from that set piece. That was. A bit of a shout early doors. I thought it was putting me in a fairly hopeful mood. How uh, how well that first set piece went. Um, yeah, interesting. Uh, so I've got notes for the first five minutes, and then nothing for about half an hour. <laughs> I was going to ask Rich in the second minute. Do you think we should have got a corner? Because I remember there was a played in. And I'm, I'm going to be honest. My notes are not the best for this game. Was um, that a tackle on Gregory, or is that a separate incident? No, that was a chance we had, and I thought it was deflected wide, but it was apparently it wasn't a corner. Apparently oh, okay. it was apparently it was uh, just a goal kick. So that was kind of strange. Yeah. Uh, third minute, I also noticed you know Stewart funded one straight at BPF. Oh yeah. Um, Hutch taken out of it from a long punt, punt forward. Um, just as a general kind of a side note, kind of build, coming into the build of this, you know, um, just want to say a little bit about the kind of build-up and some of the fun kind of theatrics within the oh, tunnel. Please, yeah. You know, I was, I was loving Hutch's confident swagger. I was just saying he he fucking loves these events, doesn't he? Which maybe is a fun little kind of segue to things <laughs> going on. So Manam, like, Manam like, Nervy. Um, it's, I, I find it interesting when we get the footage of players within the... Because you get to see just how tall and athletic... Yes these players are yeah. I, I really had no kind of great concept that Mr. Bailey's rather strapping trap honestly. oh yes <laughs> he's uh he's he's built he's full he, uh, yeah he's um he's thick isn't he and he's also six <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a thick boy um need some extra effort six, three, to uh six, six three six four something like that isn't he he's a, he's a big yeah. he's a big chap do you need some extra effort to suck down that milkshake? No, you're right. Give yourself a headache before the brain freeze, you know? <laughs> anyway, while we're talking about this, I, I mean, I know he's formerly of this parish. We remember him very, very fondly from 10 years ago. Yes. So obviously Danny Bart's there. Danny Bart is fucking massive. Mm. He is huge. And yes. there's also a fun thing, just coming into the, the confidence and the swaggery we've generally had coming into this and the the love that we have for Lee Gregory and his strong yes. shithouse. I, I made a note saying, I hope uh, I hope Lee Gregory rags Bart around, but maybe this is a similar phrase to, I hope this four-year-old child shows his fire engine motion ride who's boss. <laughs> By the way, Rich, because, because of that comment, I want to ask, can we just uh, just to completely go completely aside here? What are those little kind of toy rides called outside of like supermarkets? Uh, you know, you put a quid in and a kid Ooh. goes on for like four minutes and it like 
just rotates around very slowly. I thought uh, there'd be a name for that, you know? Yeah. Expectation trainers. <laughs> Life is disappointing. Here's here's a small showing of, of just how mm-hmm. it's got lights, it talks. Oh, it just sort of does this little slight jiggly motion for quite a jiggly. bit longer than you'd really want it to. We little jiggly motion. Jiggly. Yeah, so going on from there. I can pretty much. So when did you say you had notes coming back into? into well, this? I've just got the fifth minute. My so my first note is O'Neill's foul. Yeah. Then we had the set piece where I actually thought maybe there was a shout for Gregory getting fouled. I thought the player went through the back of him to clear the ball, mm. but even Gregory didn't seem to claim for that. So maybe it was just me. <laughs> um, and then the next the the next note I have was was Roberts get Patrick Roberts getting his shot away as he kind of ran across the front of the box and um, I'm wondering if that might be I don't remember Stewart's shot but I'm wondering if it might be the same mm-hmm. moment but that was about the fifth minute okay I'll carry on you uh you you come and give me a little nudge when you want to come back join come join the action okay. you. Uh, you jester for me from beyond the ropes. Is that is that what they do in wrestling for the tag team? Yes, yes. You tell me, um, Rich. You've seen all the wrestling there is. Seeing as we're on teams, I can... Uh, if this sounds slightly different, by the way, folks, we've... Zoom has... Uh, those absolute buggers at Zoom have decided they want people to actually pay for their product. Uh, so we've... How dare we're, they? We're finding... A, we're seeking a new home. But I can actually raise my hand. I don't know if you can see that, Luke. I can see you raise your hand, yeah. I'm going to ignore it. But uh... <laughs> Please, sir. Uh, ninth minute. Uh, Hutch blocks for a corner of a decent block. Uh, the resulting corner is a worrisome string of events, but somehow we survive. Uh, there was a lot of that. There's a lot of like corners that look like they were going to kind of trouble us, but we yeah. seem to have enough kind of enough kind of defensive fortitude to survive those um corners the first 12 minutes we really under the cosh we seem to get a a little break from the little respite but then i think as soon as i made that note i think it was back to back to his weathering the storm from sunderland here yeah uh 17th minutes um sunderland had a free kick it wasn't much to worry us put back into the mixer stewart seems to complain about dean tugging his shirts bit of a lame appeal honestly i must say yeah yeah, I just think it's sort of par for the course now, isn't it? Like, the defenders seem to get away with a lot of shirt mm. tugging at set pieces. It seems to just be the norm. And strikers do it to defenders as well. It's It swings and roundabouts is what it is, Luke. Fucking swings and roundabouts. Uh, 24th minutes. <clears throat> we had a stray header at the back stick from Gregory from a Palmer cross. Um, it was nice, it was on target, but it was pretty easy for uh, Patterson, the Mackham stopper. The, the like, seven-year-old child that they had, the gangly seven-year-old child that they have in goal. That's he the one, yeah. Ridiculously young, mm. Anthony Patterson. He's 29 minutes. He won, but I don't believe it. You don't believe it. You think he's got some kind of uh, reverse Nigerian birth certificate? He looks younger than... Little Hunt. Wow. Although he's got a nice big sleeve tattoo, so there you go. <laughs> I am a grown-up. I'm a big grown-up man. Look, 
I'm going to get the soap off me arm. How could I do that if I wasn't a nice big grown-up? So you're suggesting it's a series of children on top of each other in a, in a big overcoat. That's what you're saying. <laughs> I, I wasn't, but I love the I love the image of that. That's real. That's a real Twenty mm. ninth minute. I thought Luongo was fouled, but apparently not. Thirtieth um, minute. Gregory took it down from a long point from Bailey Peacock Farrell, and I thought it was a very soft free kick given against us. Mm. Um, maybe you can see a little bit of a theme kind of shining through some of my notes here. Um, I thought there was a lot of protection. Uh, no. Sunderland, Sunderland had, and there seemed to be a lot of 50-50s, which they won, and a lot of soft 50-50s, which we lost and well, we would not next, get at all. Yeah. yeah. Well, my next note is another case in point, is when Palmer, around the 33rd minute, when Palmer made the interception, which was really good, it was brave, kind of front-ending mm. that he was doing, it was really nice to see. He, he sort of won the ball just inside our half, went on a run, and just seemed to get absolutely cleared out by their defender. He did get the cross away, but it certainly the sort of thing that you'd normally see the ref pull back and give a foul for, because he just got clattered afterwards as soon as he mm. made contact, and the ref didn't even look at it. That's interesting. I don't think you're incorrect. At the time, I, I thought it was a bit of a... I thought it was a little bit 50-50-ish, because, I mean, he got the cross off beforehand. But you still, it doesn't mean like, oh, you've got a, cro- a crossway, so it can't blunt for me just to smash you then. That's good. Yeah, no, that's that's <laughs> a very, very good point. Yeah. <clears throat> My note with that, I mean, like Palmer, he busted a lung to, to kind of intercept that ball and rip down the right. I thought it was a decentish cross he got in, but it was yeah. a bit too long for Berahino. Um, yeah, and that's, that's the bit you've mentioned with yeah. that foul. Th- 35th minute. Tame shot wide by some some Mackham chap. I'm not sure this. I find a lot of their players very identical. Yeah. Look, looking. I mean, they've got a lot of talented players in that midfield. I must say, but uh, so many occasions I could not distinguish who was who. I will be honest. No, I think that's fair enough. I think there's also quite a lot of rotation and moving around as well. Interchangeable. Yeah. Yeah, they. I mean, there is a lot of there is a lot of positives to be said about Sunderland's side. I must say. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just we can get onto it, but it, it worried about Wednesday's impact in this game. Honestly, mm. so I thought that was a pretty tame shot wide they had. It looked worrying from the angle, but then he skewed it massively. I must say. Yeah. Thirty-seventh minute, Luongo was caught by Pritchard. Gets a very mild telling off. The resulting free, free, free kick goes out to the right for some good overlap, ending up in a palm across. But Gregory nips of his man, yes. nips ahead of his man, but he toes it pretty fairly tamely. I must say that was yeah, that was, was a little bit disappointing. It was sort of n- neither one nor the other. The touch was it. It didn't take. It didn't. It sort of looked like he wanted to control it, but also thought about having a first time shot, and he kind of <laughs> did the he kind the of first time middle. controlled it straight out of play. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was it wasn't it wasn't his best effort. <laughs> Probably more going back to that theme of us getting nothing in terms of free kicks pretty much mm-hmm. for the vast majority of this game. 39th minute. Um they did a pretty kind of regular cross that was kind of in kind of deep from the right. Yeah. It looked to be kind of quite bread and butter, it looked to be going out. Peacock Farrell kind of had a bit of a moment, wasn't entirely sure, so he awkwardly kind of touched it over. They had a corner. Byers got thumped from a challenge. 
Oh yeah. And I don't know why it was a free kick. Then he gave it back as a drop ball to Sunderland, I believe. Why? Because he didn't stop it for a free kick. He stopped it because it was a head injury. Um, so yeah, and but and it was a free same... kick though. Looking back from the high, I mean, we have the benefit. Awful. It was a horrible. We have the benefit knowledge. of you know watching yeah. the action back and the the highlights. And now obviously this is on Sky, so we get uh, you know more than the one angle that we would from an eye follow approach. But yeah, it was it was a free kick. We also around that same time Gregory got a bloody nose, and and I don't know that we ever saw that happen. But presumably that was another violent. <laughs> bit of conduct by them that went yeah. completely unnoticed and uncommented on by the referee. They were allowed to be very physical with us, as you said. I think protected, but the ref protecting them is a, is a fair way. He didn't protect us at all, and he protected no. them massively. Yeah, their defenders got every mm-hmm. went their way. <laughs> I mean, we've seen this before with Gregory, but it was happening to Berahino as well. Berahino get pushed and shoved around, and when Berahino was strong himself, it was given as a foul. Um, that was that was the situation in the next note, I'll yeah, be honest with you. So the 41st minute, Phil Berahino was fouled. He was getting ragged out on um, going out to the byline. Nothing was given. The play just kept going, and I think in the heat of the moment, that's when Luongo fouled. Yes. Well, there should have been a foul on Berahino before that. That yeah. was a worrying free kick, but Bailey punched it out and, you know, we managed to fan them back. 43rd minute, that, that's the point I've made the comment about Gregory. Um, yeah. Gregory looking like Rick Mail in bottom with a tampon up his nose. <laughs> and then I think that's all the notes are until, mm. you know, I felt very much like I was going to kind of cap off the the half of football by saying that, we've done a very, very stern job of weathering the storm and defending yeah. this apart from what happened at the 45th minute. Yeah. And you could argue maybe part of that was you, there's maybe a bit of the team relaxing a bit and kind of thinking like, great, we're, it's nearly half yeah. time because mm-hmm. we were caught a bit out of it's this, this pivots on a mistake. We'll, we'll cover that, but it's also the whole team was kind of a bit out of shape. We had both. We had two of our three centre-backs in their half. Um, Hutch was the last man. I can't imagine that was ever supposed to be the plan that Hutch would be the last man back. Um, it's also, I was a bit disappointed how meekly Berahino went for the header. I thought it was a decent cross and he was he was in front of his man, but he just seemed to be quite content to just be there and let the defender head it away. Um, really a, a pretty disappointing showing, I would say, from from Barahino over all this game. Uh, although mm. he had hard hard task, the the, the, the two attackers strikers had to work very very hard to get anything, and the ref was not helping them. But needless to say, it's a clearance. It's a long clearance over the over the top of our defence. Um, uh, we were we were overcommitted as we mentioned, uh, and that meant that Dean and Story were both in their half. So the big moment fell to Hutch. He had two choices. Go and make a big clearance. Yeah. Kind of hit the back of the stand, smash it uh, over the dugouts and, and it's done. Or play it back to Bailey Peacock-Farrell. And he kind of looked like he was headed for to do the clearance and then doubted himself. I think he doubted he was going to get there quick enough. Yeah. So ended up trying to like turn round to play the ball to Bailey Peacock. Foul. He runs round the ball 
slowly in this big, arduous circle. And Stuart's just, he's strong and quick and decisive and he just nips in and, and then he's hes racing away. Hutch can't catch him. He's not, he's never been that quick and he's certainly not that quick anymore. Um, yeah. Stuart's one-on-one with Bailey Peacock Farrell. Bailey actually does a pretty nice job staying big, staying up on his feet. He does save the initial shot. Uh, but unfortunately for him, it, it kind of bobbles kindly for Stuart and he's still on his toes and, and races in and, and sort of scores the tap in with his left at a tight angle. Um, uh, a sucker punch, really. As you say, it, it'd been a, a half well managed, maybe not the most scintillating or inspiring half of football, but, mm. but we'd gone to a cauldron and quieten them down and pr- probably second half they would have been increasingly frustrated but but for that one mistake that that, that uh puts them in the lead and, and gives them the ascendancy mm. uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. any any other any further thought, thoughts no it's it's just um it's uh you know i had to think about shakira's uh, underneath your clothes there's an endless story um you can just see you can just read everything that's happening in Hutchinson's yeah. head in that moment in his turning circle. Yeah. It it's just like a narrative that you can read through his body language. Yeah. And it's it's really sad. It's really depressing. I'm sure he's I'm sure he's absolutely mortified, you know. They had footage of him kind of um afterwards and I think I said I think I made a note about something a bit yeah. Hutch looks like a fox that has somehow shat himself and said fox is wearing just dungarees. <laughs> he goes on. I mean, it's like it's a midlife crisis in it being acted out physically in front of you in moments. It's <laughs> it's it's eat, pray, love in the space of 10 seconds. Um, he, he, go, he goes overseas. He finds himself. He comes back. It's, you know, um, mm. Yeah, it's a somehow shame. somehow regrets the entirety of the affair. Exactly. Um, yes. You know, and and it's it's sad because I mean we we did so well to to really weather the storm. I think coming into this halftime, I can segue on from here to talk about yeah. like halftime thoughts. But I mean, you know, yeah, it was it was almost good enough to go into the break goalless and to not conceded, and it was just that mistake that happened. Um, we were pretty resolute for everything else, and I must say. Peacock Farrell did very well to to do against yeah. that one one. It was a good reaction, and also it was an incredible reaction from Stewart to it get was. in at that angle, um, to react from that angle, and um, to pop it away from that. Um, you know, and, and we get we get to just add to the narrative that we get the sadness of seeing you know Hutchinson slide into the net, not being able to really do anything. Yeah, you know, trying to do something, but it somehow it looks worse. You know. Yes, yes. Doing anything. I I really hate seeing defenders slide into the net trying to cover things because it just looks so awkward and embarrassing. Um yeah, defended well to a man apart from the goal. I thought defense did very well, very resolute. You know, we were kind of I think you made the note that we were kind of very much pinned back with Johnson on the left. Yeah, I think Roberts is a real threat and he seemed to be quite dedicated to staying out on that right-hand side. Presumably that was something that they they you know they did on purpose. It wasn't just a feel kind of mm. thing, but it yeah, it meant it meant we didn't get anything really from Johnson. 
in an attacking sense mm-hmm. in, that, in that first half. He, he constantly had to stay back I mean, and help Hutch. I felt there was a, a moment that I didn't really pick up on, but I think it was like there was a bit of complacency in the middle of the park. Um, I, I mentioned prior going into this, I saw a thread from Peter Lohman, which um, I think was was kind of saying, you know, you know, it wasn't as bad as people were kind of reacting because I think we're all just incredibly disappointed. It's just so much so the fact that, hey, it's the first leg of the semifinals. I've, I've got to be honest, Rich. I mean, we finished above Sunderland. I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but I just I don't feel like going being at home for the second leg is that much of an advantage. I don't know. Um, I think it is. Well, we, we've got lots of time to talk about this, but um, I, I think it is generally because it means your job. So Sunderland's job mm. is now quite tricky come Monday night. Uh, I hope so. Talk- <laughs> I know, but like, okay. But like, so they've they've had their home leg, which presume most teams are better at home than they are away. I know that we've as Wednesday, yeah, yeah, we've, we've no, had that's... many seasons where that's not the case. This yeah. season, we're very much better at home. So most seasons, so so just orthodoxy. If if the norms play out, you expect both teams to win their home leg if they're fairly evenly matched. Mm. And in the case of us and Sunderland, there's one point in it over the course of a season. So we're very similar teams, and actually. We beat them fairly heavily at Hillsborough. They beat us very heavily at the Stadium of Light. It, it kind of shows that we're we're similar as well. Like that shows on, so, on a par. Yeah. Yeah. So the expectation would be you win that second game. So then it becomes if you're if you're if you're home second, then it's okay. Keep the score reasonable. If we can get a draw, that's great. But we all expect to win at home. Mm. And from Sunderland's point of view. Their job is, oh, let's pile on as many goals as possible because our expectation is we'll lose the next leg. They've only got one. Yeah, yeah. So do they come into the game at Hillsborough saying, right, we want to go get another and then we'll sit back? Or I mean, do they sit back on a one-goal lead against a team that's scored hatfuls of goals at home? I don't know. I mean, I know I, we don't know what will happen, but I... There's always the bird in, a bird in the hand being better than two in the bush, so they've got a bird in the hand as it stands. But I think, I think we've got the easier task. Darren, Wednesday's job is just to go and win Monday night. Mm, I don't know. It's 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 a really difficult thing to think about. I think it, but it's just it's it's really marked out from. Uh, this is the first instance of obviously Wednesday being in the playoffs. It could be the first of two. It could be the first of three. We're not we're not sure yet. Um, I was disappointed. I felt like the midfield just wasn't doing anything this game. But what that, so that was, I think, I think you've got to give credit where it's due. I think Sunderland got some things really right. Um, mm. So they, they, I'm looking at it on Sofa Score, and they're saying that they they're say, they're play they've got the their their um three up top as Stewart and Pritchard as a duo with Patrick Roberts in behind. That's not how it worked in reality. Roberts sat in the channel by Sam Hutchinson, worked that channel. Stewart was up front on his own. And then Pritchard was actually in mid- the midfield. And I think mm. both of their both of their wing backs were pretty midfield based for, for, the, for that first half as well. I think they just choked us out. I just think there wasn't room. We do quite often, we've run... 
because we rely on our wingers for our our wing backs to to kind of that's just a lot of our game plan is get it down the wings and and put balls into the box. Mm. Um, we don't ask them to play midfield, really. Uh, they're not they're not mucking in in the midfield. So we do quite often run a, um, a deficit numbers wise in the middle. Right. Of the yeah. But they really made it pay. I think for the first hour of the game, they really made it pay. And and we were trying to do what we did to MK Dons and put Bannon as a third striker. Yeah, I noticed him up there. I noticed him up there on a work. few occasions. We didn't have our distribution from the back wasn't good enough. We weren't stretching them with it. And I also just think they're bit they're so big, they're three centre backs, that they were just yeah. handily dealing with everything. Gregory, even Gregory wasn't getting any getting any joy, let alone no. Annan and, and Berahino. So I think it's a slight misstep from us. We just didn't it wasn't the that wasn't gonna work today. We should have packed our midfield and, and made ourselves harder to play through in that section of the pitch, I think. Um, rather than pushing Bannon up top and trying to stretch them, because we never did manage to stretch them. Mm. Um, and but so second half Bannon dropped deeper and became and was more part of the midfield. And I think we also made a point of always having one of our centre backs come into the middle. Um, so I think Dean was doing a man marking job more often than not on uh, on Stewart, and then we were asking Story or Hutch to step into the middle we just i think the most disappointing thing we're kind of fast forwarding we're talking like the end of the game because there's a second half to talk about but <laughs> obviously not much that not not much of of substance happened in that second half um i think the disappointing thing looking at the match is the things that if you ask me now like oh what does i, I think people have talked about we've got a style of play now we've got a an identity under darren moore which not very often been able to say under many managers. And if you asked me to describe what that identity was, how that style was built up, then I'd say it's the it's the wing backs. So we try and work through our through our wing backs, try and work that that the work wide positions and it's a lot of crossing and a lot of cutting back from the from those wide positions. But it's all about stretching teams, going down one flank, stretching you on the other flank. And <coughs> we put our Center backs out of the th- the the wide center backs out of the three get involved in the opposition's half of the pitch. I would say that's a key facet of when things are cooking, when things are working well, when it when this Wednesday team is playing as as you want to see them, you see those center backs in the opposition's half, pick, t- either adding a body, picking up passes, keeping the ball moving, or doing a run into the box. We didn't see any of that in the first half. So I don't know whether we were overly cautious or whether they just got things right. I don't know. But um, it did start to turn around from sort of 65, 70 minutes on, I think. It was a very different game, which gives me some hope for the for the second leg. Do we want to? Should we? Should we cover the? Oh well, do you, I don't want to. I'll give you right to uh, right to reply on my. Um. Yeah. I mean, just the final thing is it. It felt. Um. Actually, there's something else I'll come on to a time where I think I I made a I, I sent you a text at I think the 60 odd minute mark. I wondered about whether Hutch's boo boo would feel like a pivotal moment. Like I I it felt at that point, and it could be being like negative, but I wondered about whether now this is the straw that broke the camel's back. Personally, in in what way? 
Uh, what way? What way? What way? That this would be the moment which would lead to. Sorry, it was the the water dam breaking. You know, everything goes. Yeah. Everything kind of gets conceded from there on in. Because I mean, we did overall. I think yeah. we did incredibly well to keep the score what it was kind of to fast forward yeah. to the end but anyway i know we're jumping ahead of ourselves i know it's this weird no, but they kind did of... rattle out they rattled out the they, they sometimes if you get a goal on half time it's almost because people say oh it's great great to get a goal before half time but sometimes it means you don't get that spell of momentum afterwards but they did carry that through mm. um they came out and played like they'd just scored rather than like it had just been half time Mm. We played like we just conceded, rather than it had just been half time. I mean, I guess like the the thing that I will say is positive is like we've only kept it to one nil, and I, I think it weirdly feels like a bit of a failing for Sunderland. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen. This could still be a decent goal towards that final yeah. aggregate. Um, but yeah, I think by and large, what you were saying, I, I still agree with the fact that the part of the narrative and the part of the idea of playing at home is we're going to fill our boots with goals against Wednesday and they, they, they failed at that. Mm. I thought Pritchard, I thought Neil was fairly in the kind of post-match interviews, was doing a lot of post-match for halftime. I thought, I thought Stuart was looked seemed happy, but he's a striker that had got a goal. So, I think they're, they're yeah. so another another one to add to his one one. Um, another goal to add to his collection of tallies. I mean, I mean, I, I and also I mean for the sake of any, um, the sake of any kind of mercenary, you know, mercenariness. I'm sure, I'm sure Ross Stewart will be fine if Sutherland don't go up because I'm sure they could probably yeah. flog him on for a pretty penny. Selfishness is a key facet of being a good striker it's absolutely fine i think mm. i think you want them to think of themselves first and foremost if they're a bit of a team player in addition to that that's great but yeah i don't i don't it's to me it's, it's no insult to say that he was kind of <laughs> personally pleased but i thought pritchard was seemed gutted i thought pritchard seemed gutted for a team that just won and i don't know whether that was because he personally had gone so close he had two really good efforts in that spell after half time, mm. second minute, he rattled the crossbar with a really, really ripe, uh, curling shot. We were linked with him, weren't we, at some point? Because he, he, he got released by Huddersfield in the summer. Or was it last summer? We, we have, I think Pritchard's been, been in our, our, our kind of, uh, I don't know, our vicinity, uh, rumour wise. Probably, but he's been a highly rated player for quite a while, though, hasn't he? I think he's, uh, you know, he's had that. Initially, he was at Spurs and then, like, lots of loans. He was at Norwich. He's been a highly rated player, but I don't think he's quite had the career that maybe he was expected to early on. Yeah, no, that's definitely the case. Well, yeah, he's 29. There you go. So, so supposedly moved for about £10 million pounds to, from Tottenham to Norwich. It's mm. 12 and a half to Huddersfield. And then he went to Sunderland on a free three years later. Um, so I don't know yeah. whether that's injuries, but that's quite a drop off. Mm-hmm. Being a 12 and a half million player to being let go on a free. Um, but, do you know, it seems to be, I don't know, from what I feel like I've seen of him, he's a great looking player. And I think Sunderland have done really well. Yeah, to, yeah. No. To capitalise on that situation. 
Um, second half, pithy, pithy comment. I'm going to get us kickstarted on some real pith here, Rich. Some of the direction used on this feed that I'm getting is just bizarre. There seemed to be a cut to Sunderland fans milling their way to the toilet or something All right. for a good minute. I'm like, I don't know why. Maybe maybe we didn't get that. I didn't, you know, we had like an anonymous anonymous chap doing the thing. Maybe if I had Sky, they'd be like, and they're the most attended toilet dwellers in the EFL. Look at this tremendous swell to the bogs. The highest volume of piss produced in a playoff game <laughs> in their history. <laughs> I heard a lot of comments from people on Twitter saying that Sky were kind of wanking themselves silly over Sunderland. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They really were. They were. Mm-hmm. I noticed before the Pritchard chance, I said, ho-hum start here. I, I also noted that Alex Neal has a shiny head. He Thank does. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me for some of the brilliant commentary and observations <laughs> made in this game. But there we go. Yeah. Hit the bar on the 31st minute, I thought it was. That was a really decent hit. It was. Following the play from there, Luongo gives away a seriously needless foul. I mean, like, you know, I think we, we missed out on the... We didn't get the protection on the 50-50s, but still Wednesday, still making quite a lot of fouls. You know? Yeah. Yeah, lots of silly fouls. Also needless, just needless, like, dithering at times. And in particular, well, fifth, my my next note's 55th minute with Berahino just kind of, like, aimlessly kind of dawdling his way to giving them a chance. It just, I don't know what he was hoping to achieve. Mm. I did feel sorry for Berahino, but I also thought he, this is one of, this was almost pre, pre-Christmas, why Berahino, Berahino? This was, uh, we were at that sort of level. I don't know whether he was just overawed by the occasion or they were just too too big and strong for him. I don't know what it was, but. Yeah. <sighs> well, I, I said in, in the build to that, Berahino seemingly gets ragged around and gets nothing. That was my note. Then uh, 54th, yeah, 54th minute, Pritchard. He artfully killed one just over, but Peacock Farrell touched it over for a corner. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it, was, it was a nice hit. Another good effort. And the resulting corner comes up with a great chance for Sunderland. Bart knocks it back, and I don't know who carelessly headed it over, but that was a real sitter to miss. From the middle of the goal, wasn't it, as well? Yeah. I couldn't work out who it was. um... Again, it's all these Sunderland players all looking the same. Well, yeah, they're all kind of big and meaty at the back. Little nippy, for want of a better word, little nippy bastards in the middle and then and then another big and then a lanky lanky boy up top that's that's lanky kind bastard. of yeah big, ba- whole... big bastard at the back nippy <laughs> bastards in the middle how about bastard up front team the lovely young gentleman in cool <laughs> <laughs> welcome to different gravy we've got a celebrity guest on the show sarah milliken sarah <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit fat. Oh, isn't that funny? <laughs> <sighs> that, yeah, but that uh, that was for their perspective. That was uh, it was a real. Uh, I mean, I'm glad to see they just spurned that chance quite. Heavily. I mean, is the funny thing is like I mean, Peacock Farrell had a good game this game. You know, he did, he did well, but uh, and you know, Sunderland were very, very, very dominant, dominant, and we weathered the storm from yeah. them. But like. They didn't really worry us in goal, apart from Stewart's goal, honestly. 
exactly. I, I think that's the thing. I, I think that's what started to jar. I'd be interested to hear from a neutral because, uh, but I, uh, you know, Wednesday fans moaning about Sky just absolutely kind of really getting um, getting themselves all juiced up over over Sunderland. Um, Hinchcliffe was. I don't know whether he's. I I struggle with him because. Obviously, he's got a history with Wednesday, but I don't think many Wednesday fans look back on Andy Hinchcliffe very fondly. And no, he was uh, he was a man who, um, you know, big... I think we've got a treatment table named after him, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice yeah. big contract. It's really it's really hurting my ankle though having that uh, having that wedge of cash in my pocket. <laughs> the added weight of carrying all this cash in your back pocket. <laughs> You need to, you need to distribute it across two back pockets to kind of lean out. That's why one of his ankles was <laughs> was, uh, was beleaguered. So I think he's kind of put there as a oh he's a bit Wednesday. Like yeah, I don't ever feel like I don't think there's much affection either way, really. No. And he was no, really he's nowhere. Too. You know, in terms of the local color commentary. I mean, they're going to radio now, but like he's not, he's nowhere near the end of that Keith Edwards spectrum, is he? Really? No, no, exactly. No, no, he's not doing that job at all. And <laughs> neither should he, to be fair. I, you no, know, no. be neutral. That's, no, it's that's ridiculous a... what happens on Radio Sheffield. It, it's, um, yeah, that's, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's a kind of colorful characteristic given to local radio. Yeah. It, but, it's uh, a weird kind of, uh, given considering i think it's just because it's purely just because the only people listening are going to be local fans i guess you know but it's also it's i think it's the overriding thing is sky decide the narrative yes if the game actually bears out that predetermined storyline they love it and they kind of like lean into it and obviously the narrative was oh sunderland are good and then they did play well so it, it really fed into it but I mean, some of the things that he was saying, Hinchcliffe, he was about 10 minutes late in figuring out that we, they put, showed a stat at one point that's like 10 minutes, last 10 minutes possession, and Wednesday had had like 75% of it, and he was still like going, Wednesday have got to be, oh, they're getting absolutely run over here, they're getting, and you're like, have you been, I, I know we were, like that was <laughs> 10 minutes ago, Andy. Your brain's on delay. Like, your boys yeah. have just sat back and watched us play now for the last 10, 15 minutes. You know, that like, it's all mm. Wednesday now. Have you not noticed that? Or is it is the voice in your ear going, just talk about how lovely Sunderland are and how they look like. They might smell nice if you got close to them. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you think, Tim, do you think uh, Luke O'Neill has nice tasting sweat? Just suggest it. Suggest it to the commentator. Um... <laughs> Uh, but then no they were having a spell Uh, Berahino went off quite quickly after that that um, dispossession that led to a chance I don't know I think we've just seen enough we've just seen enough it was not Saido's night and uh, he was taken off for Windass our streaky blonde Twitter bothering striker is on yeah I'm not a fan of the blonde he's re-blonding he's getting more youthful I hope so he gets older um, maybe the, you know, like, uh, one of the treatments, if you have like injuries now, one of the treatments is, uh, is like getting stem cells. Mm. Maybe that's what's happened. We've done that with his hamstring. 
and actually he's growing hair like he's a newborn again it's uh it's uh, there's just wonderful there's incredible things happening to his body it's like cocoon but he started off younger um, i say that having never seen cocoon <laughs> uh 58 minutes roberts is just doing whatever he likes he looks so strong and quick against a ponderous johnson uh this time his goal-bound effort is well blocked by hutchinson i think that was probably about as good as about as good of a chance as as uh, pritchard's um and that's probably about as good of a chance as they had in that in that spell any thoughts which point is this again sorry which where were that's you that's roberts when he sort of just sort of barged through uh johnson and cut inside and just yeah like it was just like when he was going to release his shot but hutch got in and blocked really well yeah yeah that you know and then the corner yeah that was that was a good chance you know um 62nd minute you'll make you'll make luca and yeah. enters the book about so finally too late 60 <laughs> minutes too late finally win a free kick um yeah bannon bannon sends it long or banana as my notes say um <laughs> and dean gets a soft nod straight back at the keeper 65th minute i, I texted you to say i'd take a nil one result yeah i agreed mm. this does but not then- that was yeah. sort of the turning point then, wasn't it? Because I think we brought Windass well, in and and Bannon dropped back further. And I think we started to, whether it was probably a bit of both, them easing off. I think I it was a bit of weird late match energy, you know, things kind of opening up through tiredness. Yeah, well, I think they'd had that adrenaline surge. That can happen with a big crowd. It can work both ways. Um, it was one of the things I was worried about last game of the season um, was if we'd got a goal really early doors, there's that huge burst of excitement and then you could end up like sagging around the hour mark because it's just too much. Um, But luckily we avoided that by immediately giving them a goal and having to chase the lead. Uh, Stupid old Sunderland didn't let us score really early on. So they were getting tired around the hour mark. Um, (laughs) Didn't think of that, did you, Alex? With your shiny pate. Um, so, yeah, I, I just I, I put 70th minute uh, or so, a relative spell of pressure for Wednesday as we muster two corners in a row. The second mm. corner is terrible as Windass blasts it over everyone and straight out yeah. of play. Yeah. <laughs> um, 76th minute, a nice passage from of play from Wednesday, working the ball down the right, switching to, switching it to the left, and then back again to Palmer giving him a header, a free header in the box that he can't quite direct back to Gregory in the middle. Um, and then just a minute later, Palmer had another sort of nearly moment. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Reminding us all how he earned the mantle roving goal threats. Uh, I can't quite remember if this is exactly the same move <laughs> or whether there was a break in the move. Cause I do remember Hodge getting involved at some point, but it just, was that the bit where did Johnson, cross into sorry <coughs> pardon me did he cross into palmer immediately after just sort of rolling the ball rolling his foot over the ball and just kind of wandering up their flank because there was a point where he just seemed to get a bit he's like well i'll just give this a go and just kind of just went walking pace kind of chris waddle-esque just walked up the wing um hoping to to make people fall over by duking his shoulders around and swinging and, and like maybe showing him some hips um but 
I can't remember if he crossed immediately after that for Palmer or whether that kind of fell apart and then Hutch played him through for the cross. But it was really lovely to see Johnson mm. just kind of go, well, I'm just going to take this. Take this dog for a walk and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, yeah, he, he put the ball in. And I think you've got to give credit where it's due. I think the the left wing back did a really nice job of tracking um, tracking Palmer all the way back, and he made it very difficult for him. But he, he did manage to make a little bit of a scramble, Palmer in the middle there for them. Um, one of those moments when we look back, do we think in the kind of form he's been in, do we think Hunt would have done better with either of those? Do we think Mendes Lang would have done better with either of those? Uh, that's a really interesting thing. Um, you know, Hunt spent a lot of time being fantastic and being incredible, but then being not so good at kind of arriving mm. in that situation. And I think you've made the comment that, like, you know, Moore said that's something that's we've been, we've been working on is you know w- one wing back goes and the other wing back's covered to kind of mop up at the back stick in case it's uh, it's too quick for any of the strikers to be there. Yeah. So it's it's a really interesting thing. But I mean, to look at this game, I mean, Palmer was. Palmer's probably one of our best players. He was. I think that's the tricky thing, isn't it? Because it's the one bit of the team sheet that you maybe immediately question going into the match. But he's, yeah, he was. He's probably probably our best player out of the game, or very close to it. I'd say so. Um, I'm surprised we didn't see any of Hunt, or we didn't even see Mendes Lang kind of brought on. No, no. for that for that position. Um, speaking of subs, I guess the next point is. Sunderland made a double sub, Mitete on for, for Pritchard, and Embleton on for Roberts. So they clearly seemed to want to try and kind of get a handle on things. It, you know, felt like they were kind of starting to kind of miss out on the game here. Yeah, I think things had swung, the momentum had swung a, f- a fair amount in the other direction, hadn't it? Um, mm. There was some minutes with their sub. Oh, you! Yeah, I know they they seem to wind you up endlessly, Rich. So please, please well, go into detail. Well, no, but there just seemed to be some. Why <laughs> wound me up endlessly? He never shows up about. <laughs> <laughs> Have you met Rich? Yeah, the guy with the Sunderland substitutions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, Sunderland, as I call them, Subderland. Mm. <laughs> Subpar Sunderland, Subderland. But they seem to I'm be some. <laughs> I don't know whether this is just nouveau. You know, this is the whoever goes through. There will be the 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 narrative for Sky will be the dirty tricksters of Wickham. Well, I'm assuming Wickham win the other one now that they've got a two goal lead. But anyway, mm. um, the dirty tricksters um, of 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 Wigan versus the the footballers of the other team. The style, <laughs> you know, the stylish boys. Um, but I don't know whether this is just nouveau time wasting that you kind of put in your substitution and then pretend that you, oh, you've put the wrong number up, change it round. Oh, we need to actually, we want it to be this. Do so there's some, some back and forth. Mm. They originally took off. Um, Clark came off at that point. Uh, he he walked off. His number was put up. He walked off. And then they sort of like, you know, there's a lot of back and forth, bits of paper being shaken harsh words that um it's being said um and so then clark didn't go off somebody else went off instead uh but this confuse i think the thing that annoyed me was so i i can kind of see okay there's a bit of confusion that 
anybody can make a mistake. Anybody can get confused. Things can happen. It's allowed. Stadium. Blah blah blah. What was annoying was they made another substitution in the 90th minute and seemed to make a mistake again and have the same discussion. And it got quite heated with the fourth official, the linesman and and their coaching staff and the referee got involved as well. So it's like one time is human error. The second time is like, what sort of game are you playing here where you kind of make a sub and then you go, oh, no, no, not that sub. Oh, whoopsie. Let's t- then it becomes like, is this just another way to waste time? Is this mm. going to burn another 30 seconds, another minute? Um, anyway, um, there we go. That's my little rant about the subs. <laughs> uh, just a comment here, Rich. 84th minute. When's the other spell by the left byline where I don't know why we don't just get a cross in? Yeah. We fought around with it a lot on the left byline to try and look for that kind of perfect thing. And I could just. Just get it in the box at this point. Yeah, we don't. I, I, that's another thing that we don't know what's going to happen second leg. So that's you know we can't second guess things. But um, continuing to put balls into the box when only really Gregory is challenging for them. Uh, Berahino when he's there mm. is in the box but doesn't really challenge. Windass when he's on does not stand in the box. So I don't right. know how sensible it was to continue doing that without bringing Patterson on to add another aerial threat. Because I just felt like they dealt with our crosses pretty easily. I mean, the ones that we're talking about of crosses that went long probably missed their target in Gregory and maybe ended up with the fullback coming in late. Um, but yeah, I, I do share your frustration. If the, if the, if the, game is to get the ball into the box let's get the ball into the box and mm. that was clearly the game plan uh but it, overall i don't know how i felt like a bit of a hiding to nothing to continue to pump the ball into the box fair enough fair enough um do you want to take the uh, well my next notes the uh <laughs> the, the 89th minute <laughs> okay 86 minutes something getting another corner nothing comes out of it again thankfully 87 minute buyers off for FDB. I said it seemed quite late to make that change, to be honest. Um, more is captured losing his shit. Um, the, um, there seemed to be a lot of theatrics um, around the technical area. Mm. Um, both coaching teams seem to be v- voicing very vociferously, concerns very vociferously to the fourth official. I think we were very annoyed about what ha- what shenanigans went on with that first sob and it continued it rolled it rolled on you know kind of set the bar here mm-hmm. and that's where it went from then on yeah i wonder about delhi bashir i think there's a question we'll, we'll cover it at the end of the game how fit was bannon should bannon have started interesting yeah um but yeah it was a bit of a shame to see delhi bashir on so late because he did look bright and I know we're a broken record. I'm a broken record. It just looked a bit different to what we've got. We don't have anybody that drives. What he likes to do is square people up and drive <laughs> into the space yeah. behind them. And then it's like, well, you're going to foul me. Are you going to tackle me? Um, I know he did get tackled. What the, 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 the oh, he, he ran into someone well. as soon as he came on pretty much. Yeah. It was like first play of the game. But we've seen him so many times go into that type of exchange and, and emerge on the other side with the ball and then, 
Havoc in shoes. Or get a free kick. Yeah. Or get a free kick. Um, and yeah, maybe look when he when he came on, I sort of thought, uh, as you say, it's a bit late in the day, and it would have been nice to maybe have seen him a little bit sooner, uh, probably. Um, I mean, from that they counted and comes to comes back to Peacock Farrell coming out of his box, uh, looks and feels a little bit routine. Peacock Farrell had a very good game. Does the biggest clangor I think I've seen from him. Okay, sorry, yeah, I've, I've I, written a bit of this. <laughs> well, he does an awful <laughs> headed pass behind Hutch, which was wo- woeful. Luckily, Stuart strikes wide. Fuck me, Wednesday is what I've said. Anyway, <laughs> Rich, what did you say about this? Well, I, I've got I've got Dumb and Dumber Part Two is a pale imitation of the of the first film, and this is a pale imitation of the first half's effort to mess things up. A big long clearance for Sunderland it seems easy enough. Three centre backs and Bailey Peacock Farrell up against Stuart. Nine times out of ten, light work for the defence. But Bailey Peacock Farrell has other ideas. Channeling and paraphrasing his inner Lloyd Christmas, he bowls in saying, so you're saying there's a chance to cock things up. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. He tries to delicately head it to Hutch, who, have we we mentioned before, doesn't turn so good. Uh, So he loses out to Stuart again. (laughs) <laughs> he, Stuart squares up and unleashes a shot that just misses at the far post. Um, yeah, an, an entirely unnecessary sprite right at the end. And if they'd come away with the 2-0 lead in the tie because of that, we would have, I mean, it would have been so grossly unfair, but also so annoyingly self-inflicted, all of it. Yeah. Um, oh, it's really bad. It just should have been so easy. One of the defenders, Bailey Peacock Farrell goes back in his area. One of the defenders nods it back to him. He can catch the ball. I don't know if you know that. So the keeper can catch the ball in his box. Um, it's one of the reasons they stay there. Uh, um, what did you make? It, it wasn't particularly exciting, but Windass hit the bar in a similar kind of fashion to the, to one of the ones they had in the first half that needed needed tipped over by... By the three, the three young boys in a trench coat. I don't remember if that happened so much as I actually made a note of it. I'm going to be honest. Um, I made a note just after that. A lot of RG, Bar- RG and indeed Bargy surrounding subs and managerial protestations. Mm. 90 plus three. Uh, ref making very paltry points. This re- this ref loves himself a bit too much. He he did. He was he was a fund fund of himself. Mm. On- onanistic referee. And then, and then is that's that really, isn't it? That's all she wrote. Yeah. Um. So full, mm. full, we've sort of done full time thoughts, but full time thoughts. Yeah, I mean, a disappointing performance in a way. It it felt like to me, it felt like an end to end game that didn't have the end result from Wednesday. Mm. Like we saw plenty of. If if there was a bit more of Wednesday on the other end then I, I think I'd be feeling a lot better about things. Yeah. Um, saying that, though, I mean, to Sunderland, a very, very finely tuned machine, very, very good side for yeah. this for this league. And, I mean, I think we knew every team that we'd be up against would be a very decent contender. It's a very strong playoff yeah. pitcher. I, I doesn't, it doesn't always happen. No, it doesn't. That it's always the way like this. You know, sometimes teams sneak in and sometimes 
team are there because sometimes it's difficult. And even even if Plymouth were one of his teams, it would have been yeah. still pretty pretty strong. Yeah. Or even Oxford United, even to give a stretch as well. So they did very well. They're a very good side. Um, and, you know, I know they're a one-club town or city. Yes. Is Sunderland a city? Does it have a cathedral? I don't know. I can't remember from Sunderland until I die. It's a city. You know, and I mean, I, I don't mean this purely as a protestation. Um, that That is a factor. If if we had that in Sheffield and it's purely Wednesday without those uh, petrol in United scabs. Um, <laughs> those Harnwood scabs that never heal that are Sheffield United fans. Um, then maybe things would be different, kind of. But still, saying that, it is a very kind of a fan base, a very passionate area, and bringing 43,000 is insane for a, for a playoff semi. Mm. So they did really make it a cauldron. They seem to have a big identity of... There seemed to be a very strong identity presented through, and I know it's a little bit like... Um, what was it? It's sort of like a billboard, and it's got like the eyes of a black cat, yes. you know, in the dark and stuff like this. And the nature of it seems, you know, we will support you to the end or something. There's something very, yeah. I don't like that stuff. It's very masturbatory, but like it, it felt actually genuinely like quite, it did genuinely feel a little bit intimidating. Mm. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. So they did a really good job of doing that. Uh, they probably did a very bad job of having their finishing boots on, which I think I'm very grateful for. Yeah. I think we did very well to keep it to just one nil and it's just really just a boo-boo from Hutch. Really. That's uh that's the difference. So I mean that's something. Um you know, I was disappointed there wasn't a bit more in midfield. Um, like we said, Gregory and Berahino were just completely out of it this game, thanks to yeah. thanks to some the monsters they have at the back. The big bastards they have at the back. Yes. So it's it's not <clears throat> It's kind of weirdly disappointing. I think also it's disappointing just following the fact that we went there. It was so heartbreaking to have the nature of the game we had where we went to Sunderland following a big spell where a lot of fans miss a lot of football, including me, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm still, I have to kind of laugh a little bit sometimes at some of the sadness and things that have happened in you know, bits of my kind of life within this pandemic. Yeah. Um, I lost my mom in May 2020. Um, I watched I watched her funeral online. Um, you know, and then I come back and I really want to see Wednesday. I haven't seen them in three years. I haven't been back to Sheffield in three years. And I didn't get to see them because they had COVID and then I got COVID as well. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to have that big break and then be like, yes, a game of football. And then to go to yeah. Sunderland and get absolutely... Just have the spines ripped out of us. Really, yeah. it was yeah. like we we were, we were gutted like a fish, basically, yeah. up and up at Sunderland. So to go and then counter that and think we want to have this narrative be a little bit different. We want to go making a um, disappointing that there was still no bothering of the Sund- of Patterson. We didn't get to uh, unfill unfill the seven year olds, uh, um, <laughs> the many seven year olds atop of each other. Yeah. You know, we didn't get to uh, to really poke at uh, Patterson's, <laughs> Patterson's uh, camouflage there. So and it was disappointing. The, the one in the middle is really ticklish. Oh, well, we'll never know, eh? We'll never know. We'll, you know, Lee Gregory can't uh, can't get there in the middle of a 
in a corner and just get a little give a little coochie coochie cue in the midriff. We'll never find out. Um, but I mean, it's still it's still alive. It's still there for the second leg. Yeah. I I'm not feeling good about the second leg. I must admit. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty hopeful. I mean, I I do say this as someone that thought there was a reasonable chance we might go and win both legs. Um, I don't know why I thought that really, but uh, that's that's what that was that's what my kind of gut feeling in the week was or has been. Mm. Um, I'm, you know, uh, time makes mockeries of all of us, so I'm gonna. I, I I've I've got faith in this team. I've got faith in this team at Hillsborough anyway. Um, at Goldsborough. A Goldsborough. I mean, that's what they call it. <laughs> they, uh, you know, uh, what you do, what you got, you've got your, uh, you've got. A six, more like scored six. I think you'll find out. <laughs> what are you doing heading up there with your pickaxe? There's goals in them there heels. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 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 Um, more. But I'm I I think I uh, you said at the kind of the hour mark I'd take one nil. I mm. think probably on balance at the start of the match, if I could, if you said Joe, what fast forward, you don't have to have all the any of the emotion, but you go into the second leg, they're one goal up, but you've got you've got you you get to take them to Hillsborough. I probably would have accepted that at the beginning of the match as well. On the balance of the game. <laughs> Obviously, you'd take it because they, they, they had uh, they had the run of it for for the best you know for pretty much an hour solid. Um, but even then, it didn't amount to a huge. Yes, they hit the bar. They didn't. It wasn't like Bailey Peacock Farrell was having to play like the best game he's ever played for us. It, it, we, we've seen virtuoso performances from Bailey. This didn't need to be one of them. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm, as I say, yeah, I'm, I'm fairly hopeful going into that, that next, that next game. Um, and no two games are exactly alike. Uh, but I think there's things that we can tweak to make ourselves play better than we did in this game, even if it looks very similar. I think there's, I think maybe you go, maybe you go to Patterson earlier, maybe you go to Windass earlier. Um, mm. yeah, I, we'll also w- w- hunt. Or, or Nathaniel Mendes Lang will be the right wing back, and they are both far, far better attacking threats. I love Liam Palmer, but of the of the three, he's the best defender and the worst attacker. Um, and Hunt's probably the Goldilocks in both of those. He's probably the uh, the middle of uh, middle of the attacking and the middle of the defending. Uh, and I, my preference would be hopefully that we see Hunt that right wing back position. Um, I don't. I'm not convinced Bannon was 100% fit. Uh, no. Looked to gamble, no. and it looked it looked to gamble that didn't particularly work out. I wonder if I wonder if we had the other two holding and and um, Delhi Bashiru starting uh, as the kind of one up top or or Patterson up top. Whether that would have worked better, really, in retrospect. Um, and you won't come across a bigger Bannon fan than me, but I just thought. Yeah, he didn't have his his greatest game, um, but presumably he'll be another two three days fitter and uh, um, more able to to produce his best. So I'm I, I'm 
relatively hopeful. I know that uh, it's the hope that kills you. And I ha- I have been a Wednesday fan for many, many a year. So I do know, I do know the, the hubris, the, <laughs> the ridiculousness of my words, but I'm still, I'm sticking my neck out there and I, I, I expect us to come through, through the next leg uh, with a positive outcome. Do we want to pick, I mean, it's obvious if we're picking a villain, yeah, it's, it's it's definitely Hutchinson, and then maybe a start, uh, an honourable mention for Palmer. Yeah, pretty much. There we go. That's that, that. was easy. <laughs> <laughs> we both hit our staples button. Proclaim we did. it to be easy. Um, yeah, is that us? Probably. Yeah, I guess so. And we'll uh, reconvene for for second leg. So we don't know exactly what's going to happen with the the next episode, but. Um, it will be either the, at the very latest, it will be in a week's time, and at the earliest, it might be um, in a couple of days' time. But we'll we, see. A wee little bonus tickle for your midweek. I think, to be honest, can we we can be honest with people, can't we, Luke? We've we've we've. Uh, oh yes, we formulate a strategy. We've shared this, right? many an hour, many an hour with these with folks these low these last few years. 50,000 50, downloads. We've not mentioned that on the podcast. Um, and every every download, a cherished friend. Um, basically, we're really worried if we do get beat that we will just be so gutted we don't want to talk about it and maybe, we will, maybe we'll leave it a week. <laughs> and if we win, then we'll probably record sooner and you'll have something in your feed a bit sooner. Um, but we might be so incensed by... A loss that we record sooner as well. So, yeah, as I say, either way, you'll have. Some, we'll talk about that second game in in great detail. It just will be. It might be in a bit, or it might be in a bit longer. There you go. You're just gonna yeah. have to live with that. I'm sorry, the uncertainty. Not many things in this life are certain, but goals at Hillsborough. <laughs> well, here's hoping we get some goals at Hillsborough in the second leg, yeah. and more for Wednesday. Then uh, mm. Arthur Sunderland. That's yes. Oh, okay. Well, mm. cheer- it's a cheerio from me. Look after yourselves, folks. Try to avoid the vid. It's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> and each and every one of us, I would like to also wish you a cheerio, good week, and things like that, because we are we are young, Andy Patterson in goal for the Sunderland. <laughs> Thank you, Rich, and thank you, Sarah, and thank you, everyone who's listening at home, and hope you all have a good week. See you, everyone.